0: for true good sleep. So, press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1672. Stealth Dieting, a guide to navigating social situations guilt-free, part two, by Matt McLeod of mattmcleod.org. And I'm your narrator, Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy Thursday and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more, just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors, and always with permission from the sites, of course, but always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, today's post is part two from yesterday, so if you're new here or skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That was episode 1671. But if you're all caught up, I'm sure you're excited to hear part two. So let's jump right in and continue optimizing your life. Stealth Dieting, a guide to navigating social situations guilt-free. Part two by Matt McLeod of mattmcleod.org. Tip number four. The goal is good enough, not perfect. Think again about my fast food restaurant order. Fried chicken sandwich with lettuce and tomato, large fruit cup, six-piece grilled chicken nuggets, and a large diet Dr. Pepper. Why didn't I choose a grilled chicken sandwich instead? It's lower in fat and calories, right? Yeah, but I wanted the fried one. I love this restaurant's fried chicken, and I care more about enjoying that than making the optimal fat loss choice. This plays back into tip number one about managing expectations. I also know that good enough most of the time will get me much better results than perfect only some of the time. Application Stealth dieting in real life. I'm getting tired of writing and this article is getting fairly long, so I'm going to make these rapid fire. Social situation, restaurants, expectations. Is this a fat loss meal or a life satisfaction enjoyment meal? Have you been making slow progress lately? If yes, maybe you should consider making it a fat loss meal. If no, enjoy freely. Just make sure to commit before getting to the restaurant. Balance calories. How's your eating been the rest of the day? Have you been overindulging? If yes, maybe you should keep this meal in check. If you've eaten well and planned ahead, you know what to do. Protein, fiber, low fat. Let's say you're getting chipotle. Maybe you should get double meat and skip out on the cheese, guacamole, sour cream, and chips. Or don't, but accept the consequences of that. And yes, the rice is fine. And good enough. What if you got the chicken tenders and a side salad instead of fries? Remember the healthy-unhealthy rule. Or if you want to overindulge, that's fine. It's like that sometimes. Just promise yourself that you'll get back on track at your very next meal, not when Monday rolls around again. Random restaurant tips. 1. Don't go to a restaurant ravenously hungry because you'll use self-restraint 0 out of 10 times. Aim for a 4 out of 10 on the hunger scale, where 1 means ravenously hungry. Have half a protein shake or a few unsalted nuts to hold you over until you eat. 2. Limit or avoid bread and chips before the meal. 3. Look at the calories online before you go and see if you can find at least two healthy-ish options to choose from. Make sure you have 100% clarity before ever sitting down, or else you'll bail on your plan. 4. Focus on having fun with your fellow diners, and actually try to savor the food. Don't rush. Be mindful of how quickly you're eating and how much food each bite contains. 5. Put down the phone. 6. Put your utensil down between each bite while you chew. Taking a small sip of water between every one or two bites can help. 7. Have your salad dressing on the side and dip your fork in the dressing first, then pick up your food to eat. This limits how much dressing you use, but you still get some with each bite. 8. When in doubt, order a big piece of lean meat or possibly a lean steak or salmon and veggies. Always overestimate your calorie intake for the dinner to provide a margin of error in case it's not completely accurate. And nine, finish your meal at a 7 out of 10 on the hunger scale, where a 10 represents uncomfortably full. Social situation, the bar. I've had some experience here so I'm happy to share these with you and I can promise you won't find these tips anywhere else on the internet. One, pregame before going out to save money and limit unnecessary calories. If people buy you a sugary shot at the bar, you don't decline. Two, alcohol does contain calories, seven calories per gram. If you drink too much, it can lead to fat gain, just like any other foods. That being said, the calories from alcohol aren't inherently fattening by themselves. In most food databases, you can just type in the type of alcohol you're drinking, select the serving size, and it'll be a pretty close estimate. All you have to do is fit those drinks into your daily calorie goal and you're good to go. Three, the body sees alcohol as a toxin and tries to get rid of it immediately. So it will try to metabolize it first before any other macronutrients. Meaning, it's typically the foods you eat after you drink, like that 2 a.m. pizza, that contribute to most of your fat gain, especially because that food is mostly sitting around, waiting for the alcohol to be metabolized first. Four having a post-drink meal ready upon returning home to avoid late-night binges. My go-to is having a deli meat sandwich, honey whole wheat bread, turkey, cheese, spinach and tomato, pre-prepared in a plastic baggie along with baked chips, a Powerade Zero, and some fruit. Five, balance calories throughout the day leading up to the night of drinking, such as quality proteins, veggies, and fruits because these are low-calorie, nutrient-dense options. 6. If you want to feel the effects of alcohol with the fewest calories, straight liquors would probably be your better option. Avoid sugary mixers. And lastly, 7. Alcohol in light to moderate doses is associated with longer lifespans. So that is pretty amazing, but note moderate means 9 units per week for women and 12 to 14 units a week for men, with no single event exceeding 4 units. A unit is typically 12 ounces of 5% beer, 5 ounces of 12.5% wine, or 1.5 ounces of drinks with a higher alcohol content, 40% or higher. Social situation. Eating with family. Family that's not dieting. This one is all about the details. Here's a quick example. Taco night. You choose chicken over fattier beef. You use low-fat shredded cheese, or less of the full-fat versions. You double up on veggies. You avoid sour cream and sauces, but opt for a small portion of avocado or pico de gallo. You use a whole wheat wrap or shell, and you use baked chips. These minor manipulations can save you hundreds of calories without ruining a delicious meal with loved ones. You just listened to part two of the post titled, Stealth Dieting, a Guide to Navigating Social Situations Guilt-Free by Matt McLeod of mattmcleod.org. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Remember yesterday, I mentioned how today and yesterday's author, Matt, is taking the 80-20 rule when it comes to nutritious eating even further by providing real life examples? Well, he definitely delivered on that promise today. But I want to repeat something he said that I think is so important. I know that good enough, most of the time, will get me much better results than perfect, only some of the time. That statement pretty much summarizes this whole idea of the 80-20 rule. The reason this concept works so well is that when you're eating nutritiously or exercising or whatever healthy habit you've been working on 70 to 80% of the time, you'll still be making progress towards your overall goal, so long as, again, you're keeping that habit up 70 to 80% of the time. Let's flip this example on its head. Let's say you're eating perfectly 20 to 30% of the time. Well, that still leaves 70 to 80% of the time where you may not be eating nutritious foods. That probably won't lead to much progress. But if we're on track for 70 to 80% of the time, chances are we're probably still making progress towards our goals. All right, that'll do it for me for today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening every day. I hope you're having a wonderful week and I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Friday Q&A and where your optimal life awaits.